The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Eat, Sleep, List. I'm your host, Dan Torres. Alongside me is our other co-host, my beautiful, beautiful friend, Mr. Matt Johnson. How are you, sir? I am great, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been kind of a crazy weekend, um, which is the reason that we were inspired to do this particular list today. Yeah. Um, And... So I, it's kind of been a roller coaster the past few days, um, but bef- but to properly get into it, um, we do have a guest on today for this episode, and with the topic, I could think of no person better to join us for this episode um, than my younger brother. He is a returning guest. He is one half of the podcast, What's Going On, with my cousin Tyler Brown, and he is the other half of YAO. And he is also going to be um, performing in the upcoming production of Yes, Virginia, There is a Santa Claus over at the Ghost Light Theater in a few weeks. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, my brother, Benjamin Torres, to the show. Hey, Ben. Hello. Welcome, Ben. Hello. How's it going? Thanks for having me back. Good. Yeah. Well, we're good to have We're want, happy to have you. We wanted to have you on for a, a, a Ben episode <laughs> for a long time. We got, got Tyler it. got his solo episode with us, and now it's your turn. So, yeah. Gotcha. Um, and, yeah. It just, uh, unfortunately, sadly, but unfortunately, the timing all uh, all worked out. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is the. I mean, this is the perfect uh, opportunity to have you on. So glad yeah. we can make yeah, it work. Absolutely. So this is um, to get into it a little bit. Uh, we're kind of mourning a loss here uh, at the precinct. Not for anybody we knew specifically. Um, this past Thursday, um, November tenth the world lost the great Kevin Conroy, who was the main voice of Batman for just about 30 years, which mm-hmm. is an incredible accomplishment if you think about it. Like, there have been a lot of voice actors that have come and gone for specific things, and Kevin was the voice of Batman from 1992 up until 2022, because um, he even did um, when you see like the multiverses, that's still him um, as Batman within it. So he is the most iconic voice of Batman ever. Um, we lost him young. He was 66 after a brief battle with cancer. Um, ironically, Friday when news broke, I had woke up that morning with the urge to watch Batman Mask of the Phantasm which was the full-length movie they made for the animated series. Mm. Um, And I did. I woke up, I watched it, and I happened to be thinking about how much, like, work he was putting in for that movie specifically to make it, like, very in-depth for Bruce Wayne. And uh, then, you know, a few hours later, news broke that he had passed. And that that hit even harder after, after that realization. And... I unfortunately, you had messaged me, Matt, which I was really thankful for too after I had found out, but I had to be the one to shoot Ben the message. Um, were you at work when you found out, Ben? 
Yeah, I. Yeah, I was at work. Um, I was out and we're working on uh, an old Gander Mountain in Rochester. Oh, cool. And I, yeah, yeah, I couldn't look at my phone, but I have my uh, Samsung watch. And uh, I looked and I saw you had messaged me and I saw you said, I'm sobbing first or something like that. And I was like, what is he talking about? And then you said Kevin Conroy passed. I'm like, I kind of sat there in, not that I refused to believe it, but it was just like, no. Yeah. There's no way. Like, he's still so young, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, there's absolutely no way. It was very hard to believe at first. And then, so the first thing I thought was, okay, not that I didn't believe you, was... Okay, well, if it's real, the first thing I I have to check is social media because mm-hmm. it'll be everywhere. Yeah, because he's a big he's no matter what anyone says he's a big actor. He's huge, and sure enough, he was all over my feet, mm-hmm. and I was just I was so sad. Yeah, I I didn't want to so... believe it until like comic book outlets started reposting it and then i was like and then when i had heard that his family had made an official statement and that that dc had made an official statement that's when it really hit home is i was like oh my god um the cool thing that i've seen with everybody tributing him is they're very much like it's not a question of was he the best batman they keep going it like that was batman yeah like that was him yeah he was he defined a generation of it like Mm -hmm. Like, kids today do not understand what we came into with that yeah. a, with the Batman animated yeah. series. They have no idea how important that show was to our upbringing. I mean, that was a great generation of superhero mm-hmm. cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. Batman, I think Superman had something going on on yeah, the Marvel Superman side. Yeah, animated series. On the Marvel side, Spider-Man, X-Men, mm-hmm. Hulk, Iron Man, um, Fantastic Four. And there was a lot of, you know what I mean? But Batman was constantly head and shoulders, you know, the mm-hmm. like one or two for a lot of people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the stylistic, the stylistic art, the way that they kind of presented it. It was really cool. It was dark. Yeah. And, yeah. But it was really, really cool. They used some great techniques. A lot of inspiration taken from Tim uh, Tim Burton's Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the theme, the, just the, char- the characters that were... Uh, like brought to life. Yes, you know within it, and I mean, obviously, I think that was the birth of Harley Quinn, and in that show too, right? I, I was it in the animated series. I believe she or was it I Batman believe or Robin? She wasn't. I think it might have. Mm, I think anim- it might have been the animated series. I think that is series. right. I think the animated series made her, and then it was like, oh, who's this character? And then comics added her later. Right, that's which I think. Let me just double yeah, check because I, I know she I was. Yeah, I'm, yeah, like, I'm looking right to you just to that. make sure. But um, yeah, I might. Yeah, be Batman the Animated Series was her first appearance. First, uh, yep. Joker's favor. It dropped September 11th, nineteen ninety. Now Joker's favor is that the episode with um their anniversary? No, Joker's favor is the one where he uh. The guy it happens to like run into him somewhere, and Joker's like, "Well, I'm going to call you for a favor at some point." And it's just like some civilian that he's just oh, terrorizing. Oh yes, yes, yeah. I remember. I remember that episode. Actually, he uh, 
he's in traffic this that's the, what it was. the random guy and he's like hey get out of the way and joker looks over and he just gives him this big grin and he goes oh yeah <laughs> oh no um so just to uh give you guys an idea of how seriously kevin conroy took this role i want to share this um I read this story from the Batman animated series podcast that they tweeted out um, after Kevin Conroy had passed the other day. And I think it's very telling of um, his his perspective on Batman. Um, A little story about Kevin Conroy. Back when I started making this podcast, I used to invite the guest... uh, the guest voice actors from Batman the Animated Series to record in-character commercial parodies. So uh, Lauren Lester sold Insta Mullets as Nightwing. Diane per- uh, Pershing hocked Hypno... Uh, Hypno lipstick, hypno lipstick. Oh. That's hard to look at. Uh, <laughs> as, po- as poison ivy, Jeffrey Combs got spooky as the scarecrow in my literal closet. Uh, <laughs> truly, a genuine joy to play all these uh, with all these voices from my childhood. Reading stupid jokes I wrote. When I was lucky enough to snag Kevin Conroy for the podcast, thanks to our mutual voiceover agent, I, of course, wrote a two-page script where Batman advertises dating Batman style, a dumb little jokey sketch where Batman proudly advertises his uh, lack of emotional availability. I nervously handed Kevin the script before the interview. He read it in front of me. He chuckled, and then his face grew very serious, and he politely turned it down. He was happy to do the interview, but he very kindly made it clear that he thought the script was funny, but he felt a responsibility to the character and the fans who loved his version of the character. He didn't want to shatter the illusion or sell Batman out for a cheap joke. And honestly, I'm grateful he didn't. I loved interviewing him. But I think that the off-mic moment where he made it so clear that he took playing Batman so seriously, that was weirdly more meaningful to witness. Batman clearly wasn't just a role to him. It was a lifelong career, a legacy that seemed to give back, a connection with fans and humanity and people who loved him or the character or the blurred line of both. All I can say, I can sad, uh, uh, all of that to say I'm sad we've lost him. Kevin Conroy will always be the voice of Batman in my head and a large inspiration for why I got into voice acting animation in years of making a whole damn podcast talking about a cartoon I love in the first place. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. And, and I, I just that's, think I, I think amazing. that defines him perfectly. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He. I mean, great. I mean, instantaneously, right, I think one of the things – I pop up on Twitter and every now and then. I don't post, but I go and scope out and see what's up. And uh, – uh, to see like some of the nice stuff like Mark Hamill, you know, mm-hmm. oh, tweeted yeah. about him, and Mark Hamill's an absolute legend. But he talks about uh, Kevin Conroy on a uh, on a human level, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's I really, really, it's really, really, it was really neat to, for me to see that. You know, literally like Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously we know their history. Mark Hamill being the voice of the Joker, um, and Kevin Conroy being the voice of you know Batman. They're forever connected. Yeah. As weird as as weird as like it, it it sounds to say like Mark Ham- you know you think Mark Hamill is connected to Harrison Ford. Yeah. You hear Mark think Mark Hamill connected to to uh, Carrie Fisher and, and many others. Um, he this is an un- underrated connection. You are right. Mm-hmm. A, dan- a dynamic duo that just went hand in hand. They defined mm-hmm. it. Um, they defined those characters. They mm-hmm. they were there when the actors you know stopped 
stop doing their thing, right? And the cartoons, I think, are a little bit more easier for kids to digest. Yes. Um, what I, you know, the timing of this is always just interesting, too, because actually, uh, I don't think you guys have mentioned it yet on the show, but Dan, you actually did a cameo for Ben. Yeah. Through Kevin I, Conroy, which oh, I, yes. like, it's, it's one of those um, amazing, like, again, you got it. Fortunately, you got it done when you got it done. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like it was amazing to me that if I mean Jesus, if your wedding was a year later, you know, yeah. you would have never yeah. had that moment. No, or, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it probably wouldn't have happened. It was a good ten minute cameo. Yeah, just like about. five, five yeah. and a half minutes or, so or something like that. It. It, was, it was quite lengthy. It's a personal thing between you know Dan and Ben, which we won't share here, but. Um and I probably shouldn't even be talking about it. But, no, you're fine. No, but, no you're fine. but like Dan, so what happened? The story was Dan got in, Dan getting married. He wanted to thank Ben, uh, for all his help, being his brother and stuff, and and paid Kevin Conroy to to do his cameo, a cameo, yeah. uh, cameo for him. Usually a lot of cameos you see are like a minute, two minutes long. Kevin Conroy went to town. He sh- Dan showed me this. I think it was right after he sent it to Ben, and I was like, that is beautiful because yeah. it just. It shows who Kevin was as a person. Yeah. How much did he cared? And I, I wanted to make sure that was brought up too, because I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you two have a very special connection with Kevin Conroy. He's going to be a part of your your relationship now forever. Mm-hmm. Yes, as brothers. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's crazy to think about, and um, it, it makes me really thankful that I took the opportunity to do that, and that we got that small connection with him our world's connected for a brief second while he was on this planet so that's a cool thing for me and i'm i'm forever going to be never lose that that never ever lose that thing yeah um so with all that being said um we did want to tribute him in some way on esl so we decided to do a batman related list today um at first we were going to do something specifically kevin conroy related but because Ben and I have like very extensive knowledge of like everything he's done. It, it seems a little like we should even the playing field out a little bit for all of us. So we decided to go through and do our top 10 Batman villains. So top 10 people out of his rogues gallery, which I'm excited to dive into this. It's a, yeah, a lot of fun because, uh, you know, for me, there's two God tier rogues galleries in comic books. It's, it's Batman and it's Spider Man. Yes, those two have the best. Um, legit. I mean, just 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 really fleshed out characters. Not too many duplicates, um, but just a, a just incredible villains. And, and again, I, I thought you know it would be cool if we talked about this today. Because yeah. um, you know what though? Because in a way, and while we're still honoring Kevin Conroy, what we did want to honor him um, somehow, some way, uh, his. Voice acting, his portrayal as Batman, I think helped made a lot of these characters in our eyes. Mm-hmm. If if you really think about it, you know what I mean. Uh, they say they often say, uh, you know, great villains make great heroes, mm-hmm. and I think it works both ways in this case. So, because uh, all all the characters on on my list, I, I grew up adoring through the animated series. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, without further ado. Our top 10 Batman villains. Ben, why don't you kick us off with number 10? Yeah, absolutely. So my number 10, I'm going to start it off with someone kind of more vague that I don't think anyone's going to really realize is going to be on here. His name is Onomatopoeia. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know him. I've heard of him. Not super but, familiar. Um, I, I was trying to look it up. I can't figure out exactly what comic he comes from. But he usually, I guess he is a Green Arrow villain. But um, in one rendition, he he's going after Batman in this comic where Batman is starting to fall in love with this woman. And to the point... Where he trusts her, he eventually reveals his identity um, and then falls in love and they eventually get engaged. While all this is happening, he's fighting this villain and then all of a sudden this villain disappears and this guy shows up that starts helping Batman. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden they're working together and eventually because Bruce at this point has started to gain more better judgment with people he says you know what i'm gonna bring him to the cave as well hmm. so then he, you know he brings him to the cave he meets his soon-to-be wife and then of course as soon as he does he takes the guy was wearing a mask he takes off his mask revealing it was onomatopoeia while stabbing his wife at the same time oh, oh <laughs> jesus so that's, it's that's it's sure to be told that Batman truly has a vendetta against him. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, that would. So that was just. I remember reading that as a kid, and I was just. It was so crazy to me because first Batman fell in love, and I was like, "Whoa, that's not like him." And it was almost like reading a a different uh, reading a different version of Mask of Phantasm. Okay. Of. Yeah. And. Then what? And then instead, them actually getting together, but then him losing his wife anyway, and him going berserk. That was just—it was a very cool. Um, it was a very cool and vague villain that um, you don't really see a lot in comics. Again, maybe he's in Green Arrow now, and I just haven't seen him. But right. mm-hmm. I don't see him a lot in con- comics anymore. So, but that is my number ten. That's a great choice. Very good, my man. Very good. Very nice. Uh, Matt, you're number 10. All right. My number 10. Uh, so I am going with Clayface here. Uh, oh, I like a lot of the classic villains, uh, and Clayface was always really cool. I, there's something uh, about villains who like can transform and stuff. I don't know. Like I love Venom and Carnage because of the... Uh, cause the, 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 the goop, right. The goop that takes over them and they, you know, there's, there's some kind of presence there. And I always like, it was so weird when I was a, when I was a kid watching the animated series. I thought that Clayface was like this giant peanut butter monster. So I've always, <laughs> I've always adored him for that. But I mean, he's, it's, it's kind of a unique ability, right? We've seen, uh, we, we've seen tons of characters that can that can really transform, mm-hmm. and uh, Clayface is. I mean, he can grow all sorts of different sizes. He's been a part of a lot of major stories. He's one of Batman's, and a lot of people don't realize this. He's one of Batman's like oldest villains. He's yes, been, he's been around since uh, I believe the forties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, the original Clayface, Basil Carlo, he debuted in Detective Comics number forty back in June nineteen forty. So yeah. Um, yeah. And he's he's like if we're tearing. Batman villains, he might, I would say he's probably a tier two. He's not to the level of like the, your Jokers and some of the other oh, ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he's still pretty – I mean he's still a pretty efficient villain. Huh. Um, does some really cool stuff and um, and, and I love this angle in the yeah. animated series. I was and just not watching. to mention he can make 
infinite peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Exactly. Yeah. I wish you, I was like, yeah, you could be my best friend. <laughs> he, looked, he just looked like a giant peanut butter monster. That, that's a great way to describe that, him in that good, That's a good way to put it, actually. He's literally, he's legitimately the reason why I have a fascination with, like, I eat peanut butter out of the jar because of Clayface. <laughs> I had to put him on this list. Yeah. Good choice. That's uh, a, he's he's always been one of my favorites too. Um, it, I'm sure we'll get to him a, a little bit later too, <laughs> in more in depth. Um, my number ten. I'm going to start off with. Um, first of all, I should mention when I did pick the villains this time around. Um, in with Kevin Conroy in mind, I picked kind of based on the animated series, on like ones that I specifically learned from that show, and some of like the all timers. Um, but my number 10 for this list, uh, is the Mad Hatter. So when you see him in the animated series at first, he has a fascination with this girl named Alice who, uh, has a fiance and he's all jealous of because he sees everything from the outside. Then she gets engaged and he has this mind control technology. So he starts using it for not so great things. Um, and he happens to be obsessed with Lewis Carroll's uh, Alice in Wonderland. So he does everything based off that. I love how campy he is. I love the voice that they gave him throughout that show, too. It, it's very, very perfect yeah. um, for how he looks uh, within that series. And then one of the most sinister things he does within that series specifically is there's one episode where Batman's kind of trapped in this dream this entire time. He's He kind of has this perfect life. His parents are still alive. He's together with Selena Kyle. Um, and I then, just watched that episode. Yeah, it's a great episode. And then at one point he opens a book and the text is all screwed up in the book. And suddenly he starts to realize, like, I'm not, like, in my own body. Like, I'm not in my own world. Like, and he's, everybody's like, what is going on? Like, why are you acting like this? Like, the, the, everything's fine. This is how you've always lived. And then eventually he realizes he was stuck in a dream and it's the Mad Hatter that had put him in that state. And the real, and the reason he figured it out was because um, the part of his brain that he, that you used to read wasn't active and he was sleeping. So that so he realized when he couldn't read the words and they were all scrambled together that he had to be in a state like that. Right. But he does Mad Hatter does things like that uh so frequently both in that and in the comics and he always makes you question whether he's involved with something or not. So my number 10 is the Mad Hatter. Nice. Very good. Yes, Very sir. good. That's a good one. All right. On to our number 9s. Ben. All right. So my number 9 uh, you actually mentioned it earlier. This is going to be the Phantom or the Mask of Phantasm. Oh, very cool. Of course, I mean, so, I mean, not as iconic as most villains on this list, but I mean, come on, just a classic villain from a classic movie. It's just the concept alone of the Phantom is just. Is so cool, and the fact that they do bring it back in other shows, but no one knows, is just so cool. Like, for example, um, have you ever, Matt, by chance, have you seen The Mask of Fantasy? I did a long time ago. I, I tried to watch yeah. it. I tried to watch it very recently on HBO Max, and it wasn't working at the time. Uh, uh, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's definitely it, worth the rewatch. Yeah, well, obviously, that's the uh, villain in the movie. 
but they actually bring the villain back in Justice League Unlimited, I want to say. Okay. Yeah, they bring him back in Unlimited. And it's it's just one of those things where it's like out of nowhere. It's like, what the hell, you know? And I can't remember um, the woman's name. I want to say it's Andrea, something like that. But it's... She ends up, you know, she ends up because Amanda Waller hired her. She ends up telling her, like, this isn't what Bruce would want. And you're like, yeah, she would fucking know. I mean, (laughs) I mean. Andrea Beaumont. Andrea Beaumont. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah. And I don't know. She's just one of my favorite villains. I guess maybe it's because. She ends up fighting Joker in that movie. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) But uh, I don't know. It's just something about that villain always resided with me. And I obviously it's not that high on my list, but um, I didn't feel right not putting it on my list. I love so. that character. I think that movie in general is just so well done, too, mm-hmm. that it absolutely justifies it being on your list in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. she it Like, when you... It, it's creepy to me now as an adult, some of the things that they do in that movie. Like, yeah. um, like Buzz Bronski getting crushed by the gravestone. Um, oh, my God. I Chucky know. Saul going through the barrier of the parking garage and ending up in that other building. Like, there, oh, there are some, yeah. There's some creepy. Even um, when I was watching the other day, the sequence where all the police are after Batman and he's getting, like, lit up the entire time. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. There's some, there's some stuff like that. If they tried putting that movie out now on, like, Cartoon Network, probably, probably wouldn't do well. Yeah, probably yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Probably, probably wouldn't, wouldn't make worked. it. Probably yeah. wouldn't make it. No. Yeah, no. It, it, that's it's very strange. It's so to good, though. Whole different time. It's so um, good. It's it's fantastic, and that's a great addition to your list. Thank you, um, Matt. You're number nine. All right, so my number nine. I'm going to go with. The, I mean, I pretty much have all classic villains here. I'm going to go Scarecrow uh, w- with this one. I was really excited when they announced Scarecrow as the the, the Batman Begins villain. Ah, yeah, uh, which was cool. I don't know how. I, I was kind of mixed feelings on how they portrayed it. But uh, I always remembered my uh, Mima uh, back when you know she was around. We used to go over as kids, and she had a big toy box and had this really cool scarecrow toy, uh-huh. um, tall, lengthy, just terrifying. Um, I'm trying to think of what uh, it, it might have been from. It was a really like well detailed. She would just go and just buy random toys, but the scarecrow was huh. like awesome. Um, his origin story kind of follows around. I'm a big Legend of Sleepy Hollow fan, mm, and yeah. he used to, his. You know, shoot name, real name. Uh, Jonathan Crane used to get picked out for looking like Ichabod Crane. So, yes. uh, but I just like his dark origins. I like a psychological villain. We're gonna talk a little bit about. We, there's quite a few on Batman's list. Yes, because I feel like a lot of his are thinking villains. Um, not this is what I like about it. Batman's Rosiality is a lot of them, like the brutes. There are few and far between. There are some, like a clay face, like some maybe one or two others I'm going to mention. But I love psychological villains. That was the big thing back in the day. You had these criminal masterminds. We had tons of goons and henchmen. It was a classic, like, hero versus, you know, a mob kind of story. And everybody had their own mm-hmm. shtick. Mm-hmm. I used to associate it with um, 
with like the Warriors, the movie The Warriors or the video game The Warriors, right? Okay. Every gang had their shtick. Yeah. Um, Scarecrow didn't really have, you know, there wasn't too many times where they had like this the goons. He doesn't really have like well-defined goons, but I always liked his his methods, right? He used the fear gas and and, and so much. I, I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I always thought Scarecrow was, he stood out. If he could be used properly, he stood out. Um, as like a legit, just terrifying monster. Absolutely, so. I have mentioned before. I think Scarecrow would go so well in this new Batman universe. Oh, for sure, making. he would work so well. Yeah, and it, ugh, it would just be so cool. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Yeah, he's cool. I used to love when his episode would pop up for uh, uh, on the animated series. I think they mm. did something with him with Batman Begins or somebody like a child or something. I feel like he made oh. an appearance, like him or something like him made an appearance in Batman or not Batman Begins, um, Batman Beyond. I'm sorry. Oh, I feel like Spellbinder kind of was a similar thing to. He's a yeah. similar kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. You know what they did once, though? They did a cool... So there's an episode of the Batman animated series um, from when it switched over to WWE to WB. Um, (laughs) Check out next week on WWE. um, Where Batgirl's kind of in um, a fear toxin spell. And has a dream oh, that uh, her dad's after uh, Bruce and Nightwing and all that. It's one of the best episodes they've that ever done. So, in show. Yeah, it's um, such a good episode. But they do, uh, they do a comic book in Batman Beyond where she's experiencing PTSD from when that happened, mm. like as an adult, where like the fear gas really? is like starting to oh, hit her again. Oh, in Batman Beyond, yeah. Yeah, where she can't where she can't jump from rooftop to rooftop I anymore because she's that. like she has this crazy fear of what will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. Um, but yeah, Scarecrow is so cerebral, and, and I think yeah, that's and one of the funner ones, dude. You downplayed that episode. That episode is it's crazy. It's like, crazy good, and not to mention Scarecrow in that episode. He's scary. Like yeah. this. So <laughs> it's weird, but. The animated series is all one thing, but eventually they did the new animated series, yes. which is still the same thing. It's just they updated like it and made it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So <clears throat> then when you saw Scarecrow in that, he looks like <laughs> like a monster. Yeah, he it's looks like, terrifying. oh my God. Oh my God. And yeah, in that episode, um, like Dan said, she's placed in this fear toxin, but she has a dream that she died. Yeah, and that, and she falls on on uh, Jim, Jim Gordon's, Gordon's car. Yeah, and uh, and her last words were "Dad," and he was like, "No," and he uh, revealed the mask and saw it was it's Barbara. A, and it's her. Looks up at Bruce and he goes, "I will get you for this." And just oh, nonstop. It's so good. That, yeah, that episode is one of the best after ones him. Ever done. It's so good. They yeah. There's a part in that episode with Nightwing that's so fucking cool. Yeah, he's like surrounded by cops, and he just and he, somehow he gets away until they put a helicopter on him. Yeah, <laughs> can't win all of them. No, can't win all of them. Um, great number nine. Man. Thank you, thank you. Um, my number nine is going to be the penguin. Um, so recently he's kind of fallen into a more, um, overall mob boss type of role, but the (laughs) penguin is just one of the, 
the quirkiest best villains they've ever done in Batman. Always weathered the iteration is he kind of looks like a penguin a little bit. He was raised by penguins in the sewer. Which yeah, there's been a whole bunch of different <laughs> interpretations. A whole, a whole bunch of them. But um, just him, even like the disfigurement tactic, he's he's so quirky and corny. That's one of the things Colin Farrell, I think, captured so well about him in the last movie. Is he, he was never like... Even in the serious moments, he's, like, cracking jokes and all. He's very, like, mobster with it. That's true. Uh, like, when he's saying... Uh, well, when, take oh, it easy, right. sweetheart. But when, but when he's saying, oh, why don't you ask the mayor's wife or whatever, he's like, what, too soon? Like, <laughs> saying, like, just those things. But um, there's one episode of the animated series I remember where uh, Penguin ends up finding where... Uh, the Batmobile gets like worked on and he rigs it. Yeah. Um, and even during that, like some of the sarcastic things like he's saying during it, like he, he gets the play, the, uh, the blueprints from somebody and then writes them a check for a million dollars, puts them on this giant rubber duck and like, just sends them down this river. <laughs> and, uh, you hear like this waterfall going and the guy's like on it. He's like, uh, where is this thing taking me? And Penguin's just like on a sea cruise. Like he's almost annoyed. <laughs> like the guy is still talking about it. Um, but he's I, as far as sinister ones. I don't think he's one of the most sinister in Batman. No, I think, classic, I think, but not sinister. I think IQ wise, really. he's a little bit lower on the chart than a lot of. People. Yeah, it's hard to. I've never really seen like a dark version of Penguin. Yeah, I think it's. it's I think it's kind of hard. With the way he was brought into this, like mm-hmm. yeah, they they definitely tried to do it in um, uh, Batman Killing Time. Like yeah, they tried to make like a sinister penguin. Like he was like at one point he ate a fish for right. no reason. I think Devito's per <laughs> Danny Devito's portrayal is probably the darkest. Yeah, probably will ever probably will ever get. You never know if the penguin's gonna turn a corner. I mean. Like you said, he's gonna, obviously he's going to be on my list too. But Colin Farrell's uh, presentation grounded him a lot, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like they're going too too crazy. No, with no. Uh, w- with this new the the Pattinson trilogy, so I doesn't think they're going to go too too grim outside you know outside of the wheelhouse. Like, uh, but we'll see, mm-hmm. we'll see. But yeah. no, I, I mean he can't beat can't beat the Penguin. He's great. I like I forgot who played him in the old like Adam West uh, show. Oh, Adam West show, no clue. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was like it was like so comic book accurate, and he did the whole, wah, 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 you know, the whole. I yeah, he it. was great. Yeah, that was one of the best versions they put more than him too. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's my number nine. On to our number eight, Ben. Okay, so my number eight is going to be a little man known as Black Mask. Very nice. So the reason why he's on my list is because I have kind of a. A newfound kind of, not respect, but cool thing because he's kind of a double character on my list. He also doubles as Jeremiah Arkham. Right. So because that's, uh, that you eventually find out under that mask is Jeremiah Arkham the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's just, he's so cool. And Jeremiah Arkham, he's just working in Arkham Asylum. You're thinking he's helping people. When the whole time he's out there like a gangster, just yeah. just making money on the side, beating people up with bats and shit, and he doesn't care. And then, you know, goes back to helping people. 
you know, whenever he can. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I never heard of Black Mask until uh, the Harley Quinn movie. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ewan McGregor played him. Harley Quinn movie. What movie? The Birds of Prey. Oh, he yeah. was in that? Yeah. Oh, he was wow. the main yeah, villain. I didn't see that movie. He was okay. the main. It was fun, but I guess it didn't do too well. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't check it. I it's not that I didn't want to. I just literally forgot about it. Yeah, no, I, mean, it, I think it dropped before COVID movies. hit. Yeah. I think it dropped before COVID hit, so it became Gotcha. They actually it was originally just called Birds of Prey, yeah. but it wasn't doing well, so they threw in they Harley they Quinn, threw Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Um, before trying to get some people, but it, I mean, it was fun for what it was. Right, I, right. That's what I heard. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but yeah, that um, Black Mask is my number eight, seven. Yeah, number Where eight. are we on? Okay, number, number eight. Yes, very nice. Buddy. Very good. Yeah, I always like Black Mask. For <laughs> He's really cool. Um, Matt, you're number eight. My number eight is going to be uh, Mr. Killer Croc. Very nice. Waylon Jones, uh, Killer Croc. He's one of those strong. Uh, the super strong villains, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that Batman has to take care, you know, take care of. He's, you know, he, I mean, dangerous as all hell, right? He can he can swim underwater, and he has all those kind of abilities, and he has the super strength. Um, I really enjoyed seeing him in uh, in Suicide Squad. I was sad that they didn't bring him back for the second one, but um, it was really cool that uh, that that Killer Croc, you know, he just. Uh, have you br- played the Arkham games? Uh only no, the, no, yeah, that's one. fine. Oh my it's, god, I you would not like Killer Clock if you saw him. I heard it's he pretty dark. Terrifying. Yeah. Oh my god, there's a whole sequence where you have to get through his tunnel, and if you walk too fast, he finds you and just grabs you and pulls you under. Yeah, uh, and yeah, then the, at, at other points, that's he so just good. randomly pops up and goes after you. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, it's, it's stressful for sure. He, um, he makes you very. The rendition out. of him though is. Awesome. I love the way they did Killer Croc in those games. Here, let me try to find a picture real quick. Because he is awesome in the Arkham games. Yeah, he's, uh, he's. I mean, just a, a really neat character. I like playing as him in the Lego game, too. The Lego Batman games were really top-notch so and well done. Fun. And uh, Killer Croc is a, is a pretty solid catch in that. Um, I've also played him in uh, the, the what was the DC fighting game. So that's when you first see him in uh, oh, Arkham. Cool. Yeah. Um, Injustice. Injustice, okay. yes. Um, some pretty solid stuff there. So, uh, yeah, Killer Croc is great. You could do a lot with the character. He can be really dark, horror movie-esque stuff. Um, I hope DC Live Action finds a way to to utilize him a little bit more. This is him in Arkham Knight. It's a little creepier. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. is that like your kind of vibe. Is that's, that what you that's mean? what I'm yeah. visioning? Yeah. I didn't love the the look in Suicide Squad, but I I enjoyed the the portrayal. If yeah, that makes sense, that's fair. But yeah, Killer Croc is my number uh, number eight. Very nice. Um, so for my number eight, I'm going to go with Clayface. Um, mm. He's absolutely, especially because of the way he was put forward in the animated series. Um, first of all, his name in the animated series is Matt Hagen, and um, I grew up on Hagen Avenue. So that was like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Like this connection that's true. where I was like, oh, okay, like he's Hagen, Hagen. Um, and he has the actor connection too. Like that's how I feel like I felt like if I was ever super villain, it was going to be him. Because he uh, gets in trouble at first by pretending to be Bruce Wayne and um, going after Lucius Fox. So he gets um, Bruce framed. Uh, 
and then from there, after he gets turned into um, his creature form almost, uh, he's able to shapeshift into anything he wants to. And I've I've touched on here before how if I was a shapeshifter, you guys would just never see me again. Yeah, I would yes, just pop in and true. out as different things throughout everything. But it's the fact too he can manipulate his body into like different weapons and things like that that I've always thought was really really creepy. Again, it's almost like a Carnage or Venom type of deal. Um, yeah, with him. Except he's very, he's more like down to earth with it and less like he's not like uh, he's not really like a psycho. Like it, it doesn't alter yeah. his brain. He's still kind of in control. He just has these yeah. abilities. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he's just a goop. Yeah, he's just a goop. He's just a big <laughs> peanut butter. Uh, <laughs> big, big old peanut butter. Uh, but Clayface made my number eight for that reason. I think he's gotcha. smart, and I think that um, his origin story is one of the cooler ones that they put forward, especially in that series. All right, nice. All right. Excellent. Number seven, Benjamin. All right, so my number seven, I, I cheated a little bit. So I'm going to do a Batman Beyond villain. Uh, I'm right. going to do Blight. Okay. From Batman Beyond. Just the story of him is cool. Um, You find out that he's the one that technically put the hit out on Terry's father and got him killed. Um, And Terry somewhat gets his revenge, but just seeing Mr. Powers turn into Blight, I'll always remember that, how the skin just kind of flaked off of him like that. I was like, oh, my God, that's so, uh, like, that's so creepy. It's creepy. Um, But just seeing that and seeing just truly what a monster he really is, it's just, he was so cool. And the fact that he's just, he's this glowing radiation. He literally looks like a a ghoul from (laughs) Fallout. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's just... He's this glowing, radiating monster, pretty much, and um, I I don't know. And I think one episode that highlights what a monster he really is is that uh, what is it? The one where he's in the submarine, and yeah. he say, he um, Terry says, "Do you really want to know who I am?" And he says, "Yes." Who are you? And he goes, "You killed my father." And he goes. Don't you know that doesn't narrow it down in the slightest? Ooh, and it's like, dark. oh my god, like he's just terrifying. So uh yeah, that's why Blight makes my number seven. I think that's a great choice for it. Um I, the only thing that re- in rewashing that, I wish they would have used like Blight specifically a little more. A little more, a little right? More. Because he literally he's kind of like Terry's arch nemesis. Yeah, in a sense. and they end up kind of bringing him back in the comics like a mm-hmm. little bit, but in the actual Batman Beyond series, you don't see him after season one. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of gone. But even. Um, like I was saying, I crushed a whole season of Batman Beyond on Friday um, in, in as I was like doing comic book stuff and uh, you know thinking Kevin Conroy thoughts. Um, <laughs> but the uh, episode came up where Mister Freeze comes back and they bring him back to Gotham, and you haven't seen Blight that much up until that point. Like you haven't seen like him fight Batman at all. Mm. But then they have that whole sequence where. Uh, Mr. Freeze freezes both powers and then um, Dr. Lake oh, that's trying yeah. to like, be with them. And 
you just know when he freezes powers, you're like, oh, he's coming back as blight. And yep, then, yeah, and then they pan back, and you see the ice starting it's to melt, and him to break, break through, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, okay, here we go! Yeah. Like this is what we finally wanted to see with this." <laughs> um, he was a great uh, um, villain to add yeah, to Batman, Batman, absolutely. Sure. And um, I'm sorry if you don't mind, I got to bring yeah, this go up ahead. Go while for I'm it. thinking of it. Just another thing about the Kevin Conroy that was just so awesome is I just wanted to highlight this episode of. Um, Justice League Unlimited where um, the Justice League goes into the future and they meet Batman Beyond and old Bruce Wayne. Mm. And so Batman is talking to Bruce Wayne and it's Kevin Conroy talking to Kevin Conroy. And just the way he does it, it really seems like it's it's, it's the same people, yeah. it's the same person, but two different people. Yeah, it really is. It it was uh, it was so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, just wanted to highlight that. Really. Oh, that's cool. Absolutely, awesome. Very nice. Good number seven, Ben. Thank you, Matt. Thank you're number seven. All right, my number seven. He's already been mentioned. This is where I am placing Mr. Oswald. Cobblepot, nice. Hell yes. the Penguin. Nice. Uh, like him again. He's the classicest of. That's not a word. He's one of the most classic <laughs> villains. We'll uh, make it a word. We'll make it a word <laughs> again. I, I when I was a kid, I didn't really appreciate the mob kind of characters, the mob boss kind of characters. Mm-hmm. I, I love Danny DeVito's performance as Penguin. It was very over the top and 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 wild and grotesque, but. Colin Farrell's recent one was the one that I've always envisioned for the Penguin. Yeah, yeah. It fit sure. naturally to have, you know, this, you know, it's cute to have penguins and a giant ducky float and, and eat <laughs> fish and stuff and have these really weird hands like that. But Colin Farrell's was great. It was grounded. It was down to earth and it was really fun. Um, I like the concept that this dude could just jump up and his umbrella helps him kind of <laughs> float down. Yeah. Yeah. And then if he's people are acting up, he just shoots him with the with the yep. umbrella gun. Um, simple as as it can get. Uh, definitely one of the well thinking villain. You know, a, 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 more of a thoughtful villain. He's not a guy who can go toe to toe with Batman. No, um, and that's no. That, that's that's I, I I like that that he had that the Penguin character is challenged. That he you know I mean he's got to he's got to do things a little bit differently if he wants to antagonize Batman. Yeah, um, like a lot of like a lot of characters. Not a lot. There's not a lot of characters in my top five that can go hand to hand with Batman. Yeah, yeah. So, which, sure. but I, I do like I do I I prefer cerebral um, <laughs> ones. But um, but yeah, he you know he's some really good movie portrayals uh, and a unique character. So uh, yeah. the Penguin is my number seven. Absolutely, nice. yeah, Great that's a choice. good one. Thank you, thank you. All right, my number seven, this is where it starts to get hard for me because I feel like these are all so good that placing them above each other seems wrong for different reasons, but here we go with it anyway. Uh, my number seven is going to be Mr. Freeze, and ah. he makes it so low on my list specifically because he's not like truly evil at points. Right. Um, it's because of Batman and Robin. It's, isn't it? it's because of the Batman. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Damn you, Arnold! Um, no, it, Time to uh, chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. No, he just, um, he has an overall goal to revive his wife and to get his wife healthy again. So anything he does maliciously, he does for that reason. So he does have like a good intention in some form yeah but um he still is one of the most powerful i think 
the freeze element to it is such a cool thing. Like I'm the fact that he it. he has like the freeze gun. Um, that was always so cool, especially the way they did it in the animated series, where he almost looked like astronautish mm-hmm. and had the pistol, and the and that would just emit like a crazy big ray of um, energy. Even with what I was just saying, when they bring him back in Batman Beyond, and it's like almost like a juggernaut suit He's really that he cool. has of it, and it can come out of his arms, like he blasts it out of like the arms yeah. itself. Yeah, and it's cool that the fact that he lived that long. Yeah. You yeah. know, like the fact that he's, he's just basically been immortal yeah. because of that condition is exactly. also like a plight that he has to deal with. Like yeah. That his body will just deteriorate, but he'll never die because he just can't. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's he'll always just be a little, as long as he's freeze, right? Like, freezing and you know, staying cool, exactly, keeping cool, staying chill, staying chill. <laughs> um, but that's my number seven, is my is Mr. Freeze. That's gonna go up there for me. Nice, very good, very wow. good, right? Number six, Benjamin. So, I agree with Dan. This is where it starts to get tougher. Yeah. So, I was trying to figure out when. If I wanted to go more psychological like you did or if I wanted to go a harsher route, what exactly I wanted to do. Uh, Most of my villains, there's like one or two that are kind of psychological, but most of them are harsher. This one for sure is harsh. Uh, Mr. Mr. Professor Pig. I was going to say his first name, but I can't remember it. (laughs) <laughs> I thought I Valentin is his last name, right? That's not his first name. I think it's his last name. Yeah, I thought it was his last name. I was gonna say so anyway, Professor Pig. Um he's just very twisted guy. Just a guy that he butchers people and then brings them back to life as zombies, essentially, while singing opera music. <laughs> with a pig mask on. That is haunting but cool. <laughs> so, you know, just like your typical psychopath that's just crazy, but just all these villains just have such a weird twist. Like, yeah, I get that you're crazy, but why are you wearing a pig mask while you're doing this? Right. I don't, I just, I don't get it. it. Maybe it's a psychological thing that I haven't read into yet. That, To be honest, I don't know much about him. I know, um... I know him from the Arkham Knight game, um, mostly, but he's just, as far as I know, he's a psychopath. Yeah. And he's just... Uh, Usually pig faces, pig masks, you right, relate they, to psycho, exactly. some psycho stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is my number six. I love Excellent. it. Excellent. Very, very good. Excellent. Uh, Matt, my, your number six. My number six, partially uh, this character... Uh, made my balls drop when I was a little little young. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go poison ivy. She's so fucking hot. She's a cartoon character. Oh my and, god! Right, it was Uma, Thur- Uma Thurman played her, and uh, right, the best part of that movie. She's the best. Oh, part she of was that great. Movie. I was like, get a Robin. Yeah. <laughs> and um, get a Robin. I was so hot. Uh, she's actually really cool. Like, she's a little bit more of a. <laughs> Ben's losing his fucking mind over here. Um, oh my god! I don't know. I'm a, fantastic. Yeah, she just. Mm. I had she, the action. I, I had her act, the movie action figure too. And I think we did too. Yeah, it was like her. I think it was a her and Bat, uh, Robin two pack or something like that. Ah, uh, yeah, that wouldn't shock me. But um, 
really cool portrayed. I'm a sucker for redheads, and uh, and I kind of she's more of a baby face type. Like she's more on the good side. I'm talking in wrestling terms here. Yeah, she's a little bit. More, they portray her in a little bit more positive light now. I think. Okay. Um. At, right. They've kind of been going that route. I know they've done. Uh, they do like a Harley Quinn, a cartoon with her and Harley Quinn, and, and oh else. yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, Catwoman. Yeah, absolutely. Very um, recently. There's a show called uh, Harley Quinn, and there are a couple in it now. There are a couple yeah. in it. So, uh, but I do like like her her thing, right? I think it, the, the nature is like this very unique ability to kind of control it and, mm-hmm. and utilize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of like her like her her thing. Like she's a conservationist when it comes to right. Uh, I'm reading. She's an activist. Yeah. In, in some sense, she's trying to you know help plants, not like take over but just trying to just you know earth you know let's take care of earth and stuff in a weird way kind of like a mr freeze and his like his intentions are um not really like it's not really like black and white he's a villain there's there's some layers to it and i think there's a lot of Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of greatness to that so uh so yeah poison ivy comes in i'd love to see more live action of that a lot of fantastic artwork of her and um yeah, uh, another classic villain that's been around for for quite some time. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I love her. I, I in fact the the comic series they're doing for her right now is so well done. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 great. Um that was something that when I recently rewatched Batman and Robin, I was so disappointed that they could have made her like the coolest character easily. Oh in, yeah, in that movie, and they just used her for sex puns the entire time. Yeah, yeah. That no, it's it's that that is very true. Yeah, they truly did. Yeah, maybe we'll get a, a better portrayal. I hope so at some point. Um, okay, so my number six. Again, this is starting to get a little harder. I'm going to go with Scarecrow <laughs> for my number six. Excellent. And I think it's because. Um, Again, he uses a lot of the fear tactic instead of the IQ. Like, he'll get in your head, but when he gets down to executing actual plans, he's not that smart when it comes to those. He relies more on the fear than he does, like, himself and his own planning. Uh, But I think he's absolutely one of the most terrifying villains in Batman. Um, The way they put him forward in Batman Begins in particular. I absolutely loved. The animated series does him really, really well. Um, And I always wondered, what would a live-action version, like, if they tried doing that, look like? And I thought the simplicity of him just having, like, the the feed bag over his head almost, like the burlap. Um, And then what happened with it when the toxin was actually put on people and what they saw like come like coming out it's of neat it to see that like, live action yeah. yeah it was it was really really cool looking um and then his whole get, get up when he's riding the horse at the end it was very that was very ichabod crane too <laughs> like the way he does that um but even in the animated series he has you like bugging for some of the fear things he does like there's one where he makes robin afraid of heights uh yes and the the whole episode he has to struggle with like am i gonna be able to like grapple if i need to am i gonna like 
those little things are just awesome. The way he's incorporated into Nightfall where him and um, Joker have the mayor hostage and he's making the mayor just see every scary thing possible. Yeah. Um, it's it's horrifying. And just being able to use what's in the person's head that they fear most to your advantage is a very terrifying thing. Um, but again, when it comes down to actual execution, sometimes he's not the best at like no. pulling plans together or anything like that. No. Um, but his his worlds are fantastic. Even in the Arkham games, when um, you get trapped in his areas, those are some Dang, of the best that parts was of the so whole game. Cool. Um, that was so cool. Yeah, they um, should have kept that design for him. I agree. Yeah, I, I liked the new one, but that old one was so cool. Yeah, with the needles and stuff, mm. it just looked, it looked great. Um, but that is my number six. That's where Scarecrow uh-huh. lands. Very for good. Me. Very nice. good. All right, top five, gentlemen. Ben, why don't you kick us off? All right. So give me a second. I'm just I'm debating if I want to make this my number five. Here. That's that's how I've been. Feeling. Uh, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm going to make him my number five. So my next guy is a man known as Hush. Yes. And he's just, he's a cool, he's a cool villain because unlike most of them, well, I know most of them are there to, you know, kill Batman, but he is literally out to get Batman. That is all he is about is he why he even carved his face up to look like Bruce Wayne just to try to get to Batman. Like he's that's all he's about. He's just he's not crazy or anything like that, but um he also used to be Bruce's best friend as a kid. Right. So that's what makes it even crazier. And then you find out um his parents died in a car crash. And he caused that car crash as a kid. So he was always, like, screwed up as this little kid. It's like, oh, my God. But he's just – he does all these different things to mess with Batman. In in the specific storyline, Batman Hush, he kills what he – who he thought was his best friend, Tom – and framed Joker for it. And because of that, Batman almost killed Joker. Like, mm-hmm. literally beat him to a bloody pulp. And and he keeps doing different things like that just to mess with him until eventually he does catch up. And he, you know, I don't know. if Does he find out it's Thomas Elliot by the end? I don't I think, think he, he does. Yeah. He? I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Not. Yeah, I was going to say, even by the end of it, I still don't think he finds out it was his best friend the whole time. Right. You know, so it's just this whole crazy story of even, you know, the world's greatest detective just still doesn't know, like, that's, you know, that's a childhood buddy, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's very cool, and that's why uh, he comes at my number five. Yeah, Excellent. I love it. The Hush storyline is one of my favorites. Of it's just so ever. unique and very mm-hmm. cool. Oh, it's the best. Very good. Matt, you're number five. All right. My number five, uh, you guys probably definitely don't have this character on your list, but I've always loved him. Um, 
ventriloquist. Oh, I was thinking about very putting nearly, him in my list. Very le- nearly made. Yeah, list. I know. I, there, I know. There's a, there's a there's a multiple that used it. Uh, obviously, my Arnold Wesker with the Scarface uh, puppet based mm. on the cartoon. Always thought it was cool. Arnold Wesker just looks like this dork, and then the Scarface just just like mm-hmm. bull- bullies him. Um, it's 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 really neat. I actually was reading a count. What I I might still have it. It's a comic, or I might have got rid of it. I, don't, I can't remember, but it was of uh, Arnold Wesker trying to separate. I think uh, Scarface got shot, and they buried him in a box. And Wesker, oh, it was yes. some kind of separation thing. And then one, then then Scarface just kind of came back, yep. and, and took control. It's just very like it, it's, it's kind of crazy, but you it know, is very bizarre. Scarface, he's a very underrated villain, super I feel. underrated. Yeah. That's why I like him is because he's so unique. Mm-hmm. Right, it, it, uh, uh, pretty much. I mean, basically a, a fucking uh, a puppet villain, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this is the coolest thing. Um, I even said he would work in this new Batman. Universe I think it'd be perfect. He would be. Really I think cool. he'd be, and you he can. Be really I cool. would love to see a live action version of this because I, I be, yeah, I so truly cool. feel that there's a, there's a certain psychological layer that you can you can bring to this current Robert Pattinson like w- mm-hmm. with this character. I think you could do a lot of interesting stuff with him. I don't know how many people would be like see that and be like ah, I don't really care for this villain. I know I would be excited for it. It's a different it's a it's a completely different take. It's it's a very unique one. Um a little bit newer on the newer side too. A little bit on the newer side too. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1988 mm-hmm. was uh their debut. So not like a classic villain, but I think it's a unique role that I would love to see in live action at some point. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Ben made an argument for this recently on our podcast too. He was after the Pattinson movie came out, he yeah. was talking about how much now he would like to see Ventriloquist come mm-hmm. in. Yes. He, he he won me over with that. I think this is the per the, like I said. Pattinson's Batman is the perfect one to do mob-related characters and go heavy mm-hmm. and all in, um, and, and again, just based in reality. Like, I, I don't know. I know we're going to see the Joker a little bit more yeah, at some point. I don't know sure. how excited I am for it. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger kind of like yeah. – that can say he ruined it for everybody, but <laughs> you, you kind of peaked after that. And I don't know how I feel about this new one. But I know um, what yeah. you mean. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, so Ventroquist, uh, Wesker, and Scarface is my number five. Excellent. Gotcha. I love it. Um, my number five, I'm going to go with <sighs> – this one gets hard. I'm going to go with Ra's al Ghul for my number five. Okay. Um, gotcha. It's for a lot of reasons. I can definitely put him higher on this list because of the actual connection. Um, the demon's head. That um, – the actual connection that he has with Batman, you know, Talia being his daughter, um, Damien being the son of both Bruce and Talia at the time. But Him his, training Bruce. Yeah. yeah. But his, he's on uh, the list for um, just his terrorism work throughout the world. Ra's al Ghul is one of the most sinister villains that, that he has in front of him. Yeah. That's one of the smartest for sure. He is a war general. Always in his mind, he thinks tactically. He's always thinking ten steps ahead. He's always setting Batman up in weird ways. Even when he comes in in the animated series, he kidnaps Robin on purpose and says that um, your ward was kidnapped with my daughter. We have to find a way to get them back. And it was yeah. him setting it up the entire time right? to, to test Bruce to see if Bruce was... Um, worthy to lead like the League of Shadows or whatever they refer to it as is on the animated series because I don't think it's the League of Shadows. No. Um, but he's always and he's always calm, cool, collect. He's never losing his temper. 
He's just talking through things like, this is why I think this way. This is why the world is this way. This is why this happens. Um, I love Ra's al Ghul. I love the fact that they used Liam Neeson for him in the movies. Oh, I think he was that, perfect I think him. he was the perfect actor. Israel. Society of Shadows, I think they call it. Society of Shadows. That's funny. Um, so, yes, similar but different. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I thought the way Liam Neeson portrayed him was great. Um, I was going to ask what you thought of that because I, I I I was very curious about it. I thought he did very well. He was very. I well thought he that. was great. I loved it. Yeah. I thought he was great. Um, I thought the swerve that it was him that was Roz the entire time was very cool. Yeah. And and when it happened, I was like, "That's very Roz Al Ghul." Like yeah. Roz would definitely have like a decoy yeah. to to like keep away from the actual like person from who and even him like. Saving his life uh, when he's like, you you shouldn't have. That was weak that you saved my life and you absolutely – because that's a very Ra's al Ghul thing. Uh, the fact that he's been around for centuries in the comic books and he's just like living through every war possible, was a happy person at one point in time and then became obsessed. Um, he's just – as far as complicated characters, he's one of the best that they've ever put forward in Batman. So he lands at my number five. I I, I, rem- it, I completely forgot about him until the Liam Neeson, um, appear, you know, role. As oh him. yeah, and yeah. Batman Begins. I, I I completely forgot, and then I looked back, and I was like, oh wow. I actually think uh, I have one of his. I think I have his animated series action figure out there. Yes, yes it's definitely out there. So, yeah, I yeah, used we, to have that yep, one too. Yeah, that's so cool. So excellent choice. Excellent choice. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Ben, your number four, please. Okay, so my number four, he's actually... So he was lower on my list, but he got bumped up. I'm going to hand this one to the Riddler. Very nice. Because this new rendition in the movie that they did, very great. But what truly won me over was the new Riddler One Bad Day comic. And that was just... Brilliant. Yes. It was so well done. It showed what a psychopath that Riddler really can be and what he truly is underneath. And <clears throat> just terrifying. Just really cool, terrifying, stupid named person. And <laughs> he's just he's just so cool. Like and I'm not saying the name is dumb. I'm just saying he's named stupidly, you know, he's the Riddler, the you Riddler, know. Yeah. You wouldn't think anything from the Riddler, but even Dan you mentioned before. There's a comic where um he has a he has a baby and he feeds it a golf ball. Yeah, a ping pong ball. A ping pong yeah. ball. Yeah. And then Batman has to do an emergency tracheotomy. Yep. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. does that? It's a baby. Riddler, Come on, Riddler's dude. Riddler's fucked like, up. He's Riddler's so, really fucked yeah, up. Yeah, he's such just a such a messed up person. And the fact that he really is he's a fucked up person and he's this genius. He really is super smart. Just terrifying, just absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. That is uh, that is why he comes at my number four. I love it. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into him a little more because obviously yeah. I've, yes. Been, yes. <laughs> I've been saving him a little bit. Um, but that's a great way to lead us off for your number four, Matt. Your number four, sir. My number four. Um, I'm going to put the Joker here. Oh, I know. Really? Yeah. Wow. I uh, I know what he means to Batman. You know, uh, they literally. 
go together a perfect uh, perfect match uh, as far as you know. You got your lead hero and lead villain go. The Joker to me has become. Everybody wants to do it, and I think that's my issue with it. Everybody, every live action portrayal wants to have their own version of him, yep. and I get it. You kind of have to, but it's always like one of the first things that everybody goes for. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can't stand Wolverine because of how much those X Men movies threw Hugh Jackman. No matter there couldn't be, they they wouldn't just have a movie without him. Mm-hmm. He had to be in everything. That's what it felt like, and it's 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 kind of like that. But I lo- I do enjoy the character. Like this isn't a knock on him. It's just it, I might have him lower because everybody else has him so much higher. No, yeah, like, that's contra- fair. Ca- contrary in a way, I do love that Joker movie though. I do oh, love Joaquin yes, Phoenix. Yes, I love how uncomfortable that it made people. Um, there were a lot that of people really who good. who was like, "Oh, this movie, I, I would never watch it again." I'm like, "No, no, no." You should. You should. Good. You should because Joker in that movie was sympathetic in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important for people to watch that, for how you treat people. Uh, and this is what escapes a lot of people. Um, there are uh, the, the, the bullies on the train who are kicking the shit out of them, and then Joker shoots some cold blood. Yeah. There, people, I mean, it's a metaphor for how a lot of people treat people who they view different, um, weaker. Smaller, yeah. it it literally happens in everyday life, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's at your schools, mm-hmm. and sometimes you know it, I'm not encouraging the shooting of them. No, but, no. But metaphorically, yeah. you push people, it, people like that get pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, and they drive them into insanity. Um, it, it to me, that was sympathetic, um, it, it, in a sense, because this guy is just a clown. He wanted to do his thing. The opening scene is literally him getting jumped by a bunch of kids and whacked with a sign. Yeah. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's. I'm glad it made people uncomfortable. Don't shy away from it because it's probably if if that movie made you that uncomfortable, it might be a reflection of of how you treat certain people. Mm-hmm. So that's something I wanted to say about it um, because it is. It was uh, just you know people will beat you down, beat you down, beat you down mentally, physically, spiritually uh, until you're you have no choice but to resort to some kind of extremes, mm-hmm. and then. You react, and then suddenly you're, you know, they're, they're, they play victim, and 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 the mm-hmm. the real victim is the person who ended up getting pushed, right, and doing right. something. So, yeah, um, everything about it was fantastic. The step, the scene with Robert De Niro at the end of it, um, you know great. what I mean? It, it was, was yeah. it was such a great movie, and I agree. I think it's not just a one watch movie. I think no. people should at least watch it again. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I just, have to, I have to get a second. And it's, it's not. Yeah, you know, when I tell people to watch that movie, I don't tell them like you sh- like check out this movie. I tell them like you should watch this movie. Right? Like, like it's important. Not, not like important, important, but like it. It definitely. It's not just of like a movie about a Joker villain. You know, it's. It's more than yeah. just that. It's not, it's not a traditional comic book character movie. They do a lot. Of, I think there's a lot of good uh, that could be taken away from yes. it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So. Yeah, it was very real and very, very well done. Yeah. Um, very good, Matt. Thank yeah, you. I really Thank love you. that. Um, my number four is going to be, and I struggled with the placement of this one, but my number four is going to be Two-Face. Um, mm. <clears throat> I absolutely love Two-Face. I love... Um, particularly the version in the animated series that they put forward of him um, where he's struggling with a persona on the inside that's 
like his 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 almost dark side that he tries to keep hidden but it's slowly going to get uh, exposed and in him trying to cover it up it ends up getting exposed in a permanent light um and i always just think his struggle between good and evil um even now years into him being like the sinister villain he is i think it's still so interesting to see the, how much he relies on that coin mm-hmm. um and how that really does influence every single decision he makes um whether it's for good for evil anything like that um always reasoning behind it is is phenomenal always yeah the the reasoning is great um Aaron Eckhart's performance in Dark Knight was excellent as I have a lot of good to say about yeah. that momentarily yeah he was he was excellent as that character and the the friendship that almost gets uh played with between him and Batman and Jim Gordon at times uh, I've always loved that dynamic of them because even though they're on opposite worlds, they still, still, still find some common ground every now and then. So Two Face lands at my number four for that reason. Hmm. Okay, nice. All right, number three, Benjamin. Okay, my number three. <clears throat> I wasn't sure if I should put him higher or not, but this is kind of an obvious choice for me if people know me that is um i'm gonna go with bane yeah bane is just obviously an iconic villain um specifically when he's juicing up i do not i as much as i do like dark knight rises version of bane i prefer like you know him getting roided up and everything like that he's just that is what makes him scary because mm-hmm. he's smart and tactical and he's he knows how to make plans and this and that. And on top of that, he can jack up and get stronger. Mm-hmm. So and, – and it's not like he's not already strong on his own, you know. He – he can easily, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like lift a car on his own. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so, um, and you just don't have the Batman we have today without Bane. Because if, I mean, Batman's backbreaking is just, it's such an icon now. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone knows about that, about that scenario that Batman was placed in. And,. He's just uh, such a cool villain, and I wish I just wish they would do him in the movies right. Yes, and I, you know, I love Bane, and I know it's tough to do him in the movies, but I would love to see a li- a good live action version of Bane. And he's just yeah, so yeah, cool. cerebral like Tom Hardy Bane threw me off a lot. I didn't hate it yeah. because I love how everybody just used the voice and stuff. <laughs> uh, every, people were doing it in like I, class. I always, and, I yeah. always will for. Oh, uh, it was great. Um, it it really like messed me up because I'm just used to juice the, the venom. No, right, the exactly. Use the, him using the venom and juicing up, juicing up and, and stuff with the the wrestler mask yep, and all yep. that. But, um, yeah, the, I, I I liked it. I just uh, yeah, I don't have anything against it. I just I'd prefer to see the Bane I grew up with. Yes. that that kind of worried out jock. You know, yeah. he that's really what he is. But he's smart. You know, and that's what's cool. Um, 
But yeah, that's why he comes at uh, number three for me. Very nice. Ben. Excellent. I love that choice. Matt, uh, you're number three. My number three is uh, Mr. Harvey Dent. Hell yeah. Uh, Two-Face, as, uh, as, as as Dan just said not too long ago. Uh, the whole – I mean he's, he's – you know, I I love a character who uh, who is kind of, who's riding the line, the fine line of uh, good and evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader are my favorite characters because I always I I always love to look at Anakin and what made him flip, what broke him, what made this yes. good pure soul flip to the dark side. And I look at that with 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 Two Face, and he, obviously he leaves a lot of stuff up to chance. But what made Harvey Dent snap? Mm-hmm. Right, um, his. I, I wish we would have got to see more of him in Dark Knight, mm-hmm. but I thought they did a really good job storyline wise of utilizing him and showing, uh, you know what you know what like how his 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 breakdown, his mental breakdown. Right, he was good. He's on the side of justice. Let's get these criminals, and. Um, and it slowly devolved. The uh, Joker lied and set everything up, and mm-hmm. they ended up saving Two Face instead of Rachel. <laughs> uh, and uh, and he got half his face blown off, and then he just uh... it, it tipped him over to insanity. Mm-hmm. Joker broke Harvey Dent, and it actually became a big. Uh, it became an important aspect of the of Batman uh, Dark Knight Rises because when they found out what Harvey Dent had done, it kind of it helped free all of the all of the criminals. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and set up that story, but yeah, Two Face, Harvey Dent, incredible, mm-hmm. um, great character. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones was the was very very goofy, but I, I thought he looked That's the an part. Interesting choice, yeah. But I, you know, you bring him up, and I'm like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, you know, it worked. I I love the how. <laughs> He doesn't. Him and Jim Carrey don't like each other. Yeah, yeah, they don't like each other. So I gotta find the quote, but something I cannot tolerate your buffoonery. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Like, what a great way to start an environment on set, right? Oh, <laughs> Hold on, I gotta find this quote. Um, uh, he said he found him at a diner. Oh, this is <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, uh, while you're looking for it, do you know how Two Face got that way in the comics? Uh, was it something? Was it something with chemicals too? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah, so what happens is he's actually in a courtroom, um, interrogating. Is it one of Maroni's guys? Uh yes, I believe so. Yeah, and um, and. The guy starts coughing, and he, uh, yeah, go ahead. You found it. No, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the guy starts coughing. He's like, here, you mind if I reach for my flask for a drink? And he goes, pulls out a drink, and he throws it at Harvey. So we haven't gotten that it. properly in live action. Cause no, yeah, but it's... Tommy Lee Jones, I think, was the closest one to it. Oh, Pro- how, yeah, was it? I don't know how... Because I they showed it was on a news clip that they showed of him oh. getting... Like, he was in yeah. the courtroom, and he gets it thrown on his face before <laughs> Batman can get there. I see. This is from Jim Carrey. He said, he went to hug me, and he said, I hate you. I really don't like you. <laughs> and I said, gee, man, what's the problem? And I pulled up a chair, which probably wasn't smart. He said, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> they they just, legit did not like each other. Maybe he just wanted to get into the role right away. <laughs> that is so funny. 
Oh my God. How horrible. I hugged him and he said, I hate you. <laughs> I really I don't like you. I cannot I really tolerate don't like you. He went to hug me and said, I hate you. I really, I think, yeah, they were in the middle of like a diner or something. And <laughs> fucking amazing. Hilarious. What a horrible oh my thing God. to do. Yeah, poor Jim Carrey. No, that poor guy. Uh, <laughs> all right, Ben. Uh, so. Great minds think alike. Bane is also my number three ah, as far nice, as my Batman nice. villains. Um, if anybody listens to my show in particular, they'll know that I um, have a very, very, very high respect for Bane when it comes to the Batman comics. Why? Because he came the closest to taking over Gotham than any of them ever did with Nightfall. He got this close to doing it. And had it not been for Jean-Paul Valley being the new Batman and um, Jim Gordon, as well as Tim Drake, uh, it would be a very different Gotham these days than it actually was. Bane is not th- – this is why I um, don't like too much of the um, portrayals that they've done throughout the movies is Bane is extremely smart. And that's something people don't get right about him. Bane is a very, very, very cerebral character, very militaristic, almost like Ra's al Ghul is, where he will plan five steps ahead for something to go yeah. on. In Nightfall, he did he sends a hawk with a bomb into Joker's cell, blows that up, and releases Joker, who then releases everybody else in Arkham. Batman has to try and stop all of them mm-hmm. and then has to go through Bane after going through all of the rest of the villains at Gotham. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do that, get Batman weak. And that's exactly what he did. And he knew that he wouldn't be a match for him when he finally got down to it. Um, but I also just love, um, as far as like heritage goes too, um, Bane is a Latin-based villain. Um, the mask that they've used for him traditionally is based off of like traditional luchadors masks yep. and things like that. So that to me has always resonated because it's like, okay, that's a villain from like my people. And back in the day, it was harder to get some of that. And I know with Black Panther coming out and things like that, you see these things where like, oh, that represent representation isn't that important. It is. Like, it is really important to have that. Then again, at the same time, do you want to be portrayed as a villain? I'm just kidding. I mean, mean with Bane, with how cool he looks, sure. Like, why not? (laughs) I even get a kick now out of um, uh, Falcon's sidekick right now in Captain America having the last name Torres. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the best thing for me. Um, So he's – Bane lands on my list because he is so underrated. Mm -hmm. as far as um, his contributions to the Batman series. And um, I just think he's one of the best-crafted villains they've ever put forward. So Bane is also my number three. Excellent. All right. We are up to our last two. Ben, number two, please. Okay. So number two is a villain that we've mentioned before. And if you guys, if you guys can guess the villain, I will give you a Chris. Oh, I thought I had a dollar in here. I don't have a dollar. I'll give you a crisp high five. Okay, I don't know how it's Fair. gonna be crisp, but I'm with it. <laughs> Do we get hints on this villain at all? You mentioned him before. Oh, good. Like today? <laughs> yes, today. Uh... 
<laughs> he was one mentioned early. Early? Maybe scary. Oh, Scarecrow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Scarecrow's your number two. Miss Scarecrow is my number two, yes, because if you go off of the Arkham games, he is also one of the only other people to almost have Gotham in the... Well, he had Gotham in the palm of his hand and almost stayed that way. But thanks to Batman, he changed that. Mm. And I just think Scarecrow is such a good villain and... I, I'm glad I'm kind of glad he was the main villain in that one because the way the way Scarecrow is, if he's like Bane and he thinks tactically and smart, if he uses his fear toxins in the right way, he, he really can own the city and that's what they showed. Absolutely. And and you know, the cloud burst that goes off, you know, Batman failed. He was supposed to stop that thing, but yeah. he didn't. You know, eventually he does clear it up, but you know, he does eventually. Um, <laughs> hi, Prince. He does eventually uh, stop the cloud burst and everything. But Scarecrow did succeed in his plan, and the fact that you know he could follow through with his word is pretty scary. Yeah, and especially you know. If you're seeing your worst nightmares, I don't think anyone's going to like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be a really bad time for everyone. But um, I've always just loved Scarecrow. I thought um, if I went up against him, I that would suck. Cause <laughs> that would suck. Yeah, that's that's definitely. Yeah, that would, that would suck. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and... I never really thought about the Ichabod Crane angle before, yeah. but it is really cool. Yeah, I, really I do cool. like the fact that, uh, you know, like him running away on the horse and everything is a good point that you bring up. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that is why he comes in as my number two. Excellent. I love that pick for it. Very good. Matt. All right. My number two is Mr. Freeze. Hell yes. Um, lo- again, I love me some sympathetic villains. Uh, I love water and ice. I think I've said that quite a few times on here, and um, um, I don't know if you have. <laughs> I don't, I don't quite a so. quite a few times, and I just <laughs> it just looked cool, right? Mm. In the animated series too, he's looked really cool. He really, um, he really has. He's been able they they've been able to illustrate him right. He's got this sweet like just armor, and the, again, you brought up the astronaut hat or, or helmet earlier. Um, just having ice powers is sweet because I think of all the a lot of the early villains that he faced off against, not many had uh, some type of like power like that, mm-hmm. right? He had the Joker, he had the Penguin with his umbrella thing, Catwoman, uh, Riddler. Obviously, we brought up Clayface, who had you know powers in his own right. But as far as like an elemental thing. Uh, this was very unique for yes. that time period. Uh, debuted in 1959, so still pretty early, um, pretty early on in Batman's run, uh, which was really cool to see. So, um, so yeah, so Mister Freeze is 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 my guy with that. If I was going to have some kind of elemental power, ice, water, that would kind of mm-hmm. be it. Um, I would love to see them bring. I really, really, really want to see a live action Mister Freeze, a newer one. Um, a good one, a solid one. Yeah. I, I with the time, I didn't hate the Arnold. No, one, of course. Of but course. looking back, it was super goofy. They did have. I did love that they had pop tarts back in the day. Um, did they? For yes, for the yeah. For when was it like blueberry? 
I'm trying to find. Um, <sighs> so good. When when that movie came out, they had specific pop tarts for the characters. It was uh, frosted cherry, but it was blue and purple Ooh. like frosting on it. Go look it up. It's actually really cool. That's right. Um, let me see. Yeah, it, can I still buy it? What a time to be alive! <laughs> they might still sell some. They had the bat. Girl, uh, Batgirl one I think was like a watermelon one and had purple like a purple frosting on it or no yep Batgirl it was uh, no that she was frosted blueberry uh, Batman and Robin were frosted strawberry but they had Batman sprinkles Batman and Cygnus sprinkles oh yeah I see they put little nipples on the pop tarts too dude <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Frosted promotional tactic. <laughs> that what a time! I remember back when those that movie came out too. Having frosted the, cherry. Do you remember so there were like good. gummies too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I they had all that. the best merchandise yeah, for those films. Oh my best. god, the frosted cherries look so good. Yeah, I know. Let's go back in time real quick. Yeah, just let's do it. Go grab a box of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love Mister Freeze. I think that. He's had such cool interactions within their storylines. I think there's some fun things you can do to his costume. Like, we talked about the spacesuit element. um, But even in, I don't know if you remember the Batman at all, when they did that. It was the animated show they did after the animated series. Maybe Um, a little bit. yeah. Yeah, very different from how the animated series was. Definitely made it, like feel more like otherworldly in a sense yeah and they um, did his origin in a different way which i didn't really mind yeah you know? i know um but they um the way he looked in that was like cool too because he still had like the spacesuit but instead of a helmet like he just had like a giant icicle that just like covered his head so yeah. it's like mm-hmm. like i think there's a lot of liberties you can take in making his character for sure um which brings me to my number two which there are a million versions of out there. Um, controversially, kind of like you, um, I'm putting the Joker as my number two. Um, really? Yes. So there's there's one that does take precedent, and then you'll when I get to my number one, you'll absolutely be like, oh, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Okay. Um, but for me, first of all, like, I... Batman can't exist without Joker. Joker can't exist without Batman. Let's just say that right now. Yep. Um, but Joker has always become, for me now, the run-of-the-mill Batman villain that abuse, everybody yeah, knows. Like, abuse. everybody absolutely knows him. But let's not take that away from his accomplishments. Let's talk about some of the things that Joker has done in the past, right? Killed Jason Todd with a crowbar brutally. Yep. Um, in something that the comic book world had never seen before. They'd never seen a sidekick get eliminated from a series like that, that brutally. Um, he, Joker, uh, crippled Barbara Gordon and put her in a wheelchair, creating Oracle out of that, being fully responsible for the killing joke storyline. Um, you have him, um, cutting off his own face in Arkham um, in the New 52. You have him doing tons of shit just because he can do it, just for the laugh, because he finds it kind of funny for himself. Yeah. He has a punchline for everything. He is an absolute psychopath. And, like, that's the thing is, like, his motive is always Batman. And I think that's what takes it down for me a little bit. Sometimes he does things just for the punchline and just to specifically get in Batman's head. So there's no, like, would he take over the world? Maybe. 
if he wanted to. Would he uh, would he know what to do with it when he got it? Probably not. It's like that line he says in Dark Knight about being the uh, dog chasing cars. He doesn't know what he would do if he got one. Yeah. Like he's just creating chaos. He's the agent of chaos. And he's one of the best villains ever written. He, bar none, he is just fantastic. Every version they've ever put forward of him, except for Gerald Laurel's version, has been absolutely unique and wonderful in its own right, except for the Jared Leto version. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, in particular, Mark Hamill, right? Let, let's talk about the Mark Hamill for a second. Luke Skywalker, one of the most iconic sci-fi heroes ever, yeah, pulling out a voice that you're like, where did this come from? Like, where did you learn how to do that? Which his voice acting in general is just wonderful. I mean, it was but, underrated for the longest time because people didn't realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But even like just how casually he can just go kind of in and out of the voice and like be ca- like some of the Joker lines that are said in the animated series catch me so off guard sometimes and just make me laugh. Um, there's a Batman Beyond in, in Return of the Joker where they bring Mark Hamill in for like the full length movie. Yeah. Um, if he's if there's a satellite that's coming to destroy where they are at the specific location towards the end of the movie, and, and Joker's like, too. "Oh, good! Like now it's coming straight for us." Like. He's like, wait, uh, he's like, way to spoil this whole thing for me. He's like, I'll see you around. And uh, Terry just grabs him. He's like, hold it. He's like, he's like, wise up. Game's over. And then he goes, I'm taking you to jail. And Joker just goes, right. <laughs> and it makes me laugh so hard every time he does it. And like, that's that's followed by him just uppercutting Batman in the stomach. Like, but just the casual humors he could throw into like certain things. Um, in dark Knight when he's driving the garbage truck and he goes, I like this job. I like it. <laughs> those, those little jokerisms that make everything perfect. Um, he's my number two, but he is definitely that, that does not change the fact he's one of the best written comic book villains of all time. hundred percent. If not the best. hundred percent. Um, all right. Our number ones. Benjamin, you're number one. So my number one, no surprise, is Joker. I figured. <clears throat> no surprise to anyone. Um, I, I, I get what you guys are saying, that he definitely is overused, and, and I think people don't truly appreciate Joker for what he really is. But <clears throat> I like to focus on what, he what he is today and what brought him to where he is today sure he is by far batman's nemesis his number one nemesis mm-hmm. he he's the only one that has truly affected the bat family he's killed jason he's murdered uh, he crippled barbara he's kidnapped uh tim numerous times yes um, he's just, he just, he's relentless, you know, and not to mention there's even a storyline where he, he has to get the last laugh on Batman and turns Batman into him yep. and you get the Batman who laughs, who's the most terrifying Batman that's out there, who eventually turns into the darkest Knight, who might be the most powerful DC character out there, but let's not go into that. Anyway, <laughs> but Joker is just so 
cool. And he's just he, – he's another one of those characters where he's just – he's there to cause chaos. One of my favorite quotes from from The Dark Knight is some men just want to watch the world burn. Yes. And I just – I love that quote because that's exactly what Joker is. He doesn't care about anything. He doesn't care about rules or – or lives or anyone that gets in his way. He's just – he lives for him. There's a scene in Dark Knight Returns where he's just – he's going down a love boat and he's just shooting people left and right and laughing. <laughs> he's just he's yeah. just having a merry old time. It's like what is – who is this psychopath? Oh you know, God. and <clears throat> he's just – He's the only one that Batman has had a problem with numerous times and has actually questioned, should I kill this man? Sure. Would it be better for society if I actually killed him? And it's it's really cool. And again, there's certain moments that people don't see. And this comes from the comic with – um. With that villain, Onomatopoeia. Yes. There's a scene in the comics where Joker gets crippled or in a coma or something like that. And he ends up – he's in the hospital for a while and Batman comes and talks to him and they have this long talk. And Batman says, I don't think you truly hate me and this and that. And Joker sits up and he goes – I'm sorry to tell you this, but I truly hate you. There's nothing else I want to do in this world other than kill you. I do not like you. And it just goes into this whole thing. And and then he ends it with, well, I'm in this nightgown, so my balls are out, so can you please leave? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> But it's like this – it's this actual serious conversation that they have. It's pretty much – it's almost like a continuation of um, of the killing joke story of whether or not Batman would actually kill him or not. You sure. Know? It's just – it's so cool. Um, um, but I think I think Joker just has to be done – in the right light again. Yes. To make everyone reappreciate him. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem. I think Joker is this I, I think when you think a Batman villain, Joker is the first one that comes to mind, and that is for a reason. Yes. He, yes. He's iconic. He he just has to be redone in the right light. And once that happens, I think everyone would agree that he's probably one of the best villains out there. Sure. I can agree with yeah. that for sure. Or just, I mean, be away for a little bit. Yes, even a that's break. Some, some that's people fair. Do too. I mean, I think that, like, again, X, going back to X Men, not just Wolverine. I was exhausted with Magneto. Every yeah. movie had to have Magneto. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. So you, you you would appreciate a Magneto appearance if he disappears for a little while. Yes, it's, it's one of those deals. So. But great number, great number one, and great explanation for it. I think that's a great way to justify it. Absolutely. Um, my number one is Mr. – it's the Riddler. It's the Riddler. Riddler is my favorite one. Um, I will never forget – I love his costume, right? The green and purple with the hat and the mm. staff. But um, I will never forget – I was four years old. 
and we're I I was three four years old, and I grew up in a mobile home. And uh, my dad came home one time, or, or no, I woke up. I was, remember sitting on on this little chair we had, and my dad's like, "Hey, I got a surprise for you." And he goes, "You got to come here." And so I did, and we go to the end of the mobile home where he was at, and behind his back, he pulls out. Uh, an animated series Riddler action figure oh, awesome. in the box still. I never forgot that. I don't even know if he, he might not remember that. I'll have to tell him sometime. But, <laughs> um, I have never forgotten that. Uh, aside from that, as, aside from that, uh, Riddler is like a really cool villain who can be goofy. He can be dark. He can be very sinister. Mm-hmm. Um you know, literally, Jim Carrey could have pulled off what he did in that movie, and then could have been a very dark, had a dark portrayal, like murderous portrayal of it. Yeah. Yes. So, which which I like the 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 potential range you can get with with Riddler. Um, you know, he was played back in the old show. I just I like his look. I you know, it's easy to not take him so seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, just by looking at him, because again, he's not a guy who can go hand to hand with with. With Batman no, or Robin yeah. or any of them, but he can manipulate, uh, which is which is really cool. Um, absolute criminal mastermind. He uses the riddles. I think is like a really neat thing. Um, I didn't hate the portrayal of the Riddler in the last movie. I hated the, the dude. Didn't like. I, I couldn't take the guy seriously. <laughs> I couldn't take the actor seriously. That's fair. But um, but I love the, portray- the I love the portrayal. Yes. I, I thought it was really neat how they did it. We all still knew. Who it was, we kind of knew it was the Riddler with the riddles, but we were still like curious and on the end of our seat to find out. Mm-hmm. So, but Riddler is my number one. Awesome, awesome. Um, well, let's continue this conversation because Riddler is also my number one. Hey, um, there we go. So, I have been saying to I I've said to Ben since we were kids. I think that um, other than the Joker, the Riddler is the most uh, sadistic and uh, cerebral villain mm-hmm. that is in the Batman universe. And the Batman itself um, really brought my point home. Um, I couldn't have asked them to do a better version of Riddler than they put forward. Even with Paul Dano's like weird quirky things that like he was doing with it, it still made it this very like, oh, he's not put together. This guy's kind of like really all over the place which if you're leaving like clues for somebody to follow like in that kind of sense like it it, it was cool that they almost made him like a twitch nerd right yes yes <laughs> they almost made well, I like him that they, like... they modernized him they did the social media thing yeah which was like okay yeah but even um it it, it brought my point home where he wasn't afraid to have people die Throughout it, throughout it, right? Yep. He killed people himself, like the mayor. He killed himself. Yep. Himself uh, severed the thumb off himself, put it on the thumb drive for Batman to find later, right? Like all that is him, him releasing the rats to yeah. eat that guy's face, yeah. like, mm-hmm. and he found ways to pit people against each other too. So it wasn't like yeah. that, which was cool too. Mm-hmm. He 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 got he delayed himself a lot in that film. Him being a target, him being known because he could pit right. He had Batman to to help set up Carmine Falcone, yeah, to bring, to bring mm-hmm. the rat to the light. Yep. So you know that's all important stuff right there. So and I'm still convinced that he does know that Batman is Bruce Wayne at the end of that movie. Yeah. But he's just really. I don't think so. It. I think he knows. I don't. Think I think so, he man. knows. I think there's. I think he knows, but he's just crazy. 
Yeah. I, th- I think that that's part of it. I think he knows, but I think he's just too fucking nuts to know what to do with that information. <laughs> um, Man, I don't know. I think he was just a target. Yeah, we'll see. I really um, think so. But you have – there are so many um, – there's so much evidence in the comic books as to why he's so sinister. The him being behind the whole hush storyline, him finding out Batman's persona in that um, Riddler one bad day, which we just read. Which Matt, I highly recommend if you like Riddler that, that much. Yeah, I'll I'll let you borrow Please. it. Please, it's so good. Um, it's it's fantastic because it even it fleshes out Riddler's psyche way more. I just think out of all of the villains in Batman. There's so much you can do with the Riddler. Like, the Joker, there's not a ton you can do with. If you're ever, like, putting the Joker in hiding, there's not much you're doing where he's blending with regular people, right? Riddler will, would be that, that if he went away, he could, like, blend in in another country somewhere. For sure. And you'd never know. And work from that those positions, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for all of those reasons, and uh, I can't express this enough. I am such a big fan of the Riddler, and I think he absolutely deserves the number one spot. For I those. think so too. Obviously. Fair enough. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but we made it, guys. This was really, really yeah, great. It was a good time. Um, absolutely, Dan. Thanks for putting this one together. Yeah, dude. absolutely. <laughs> I th- I thought it was fitting. Um, again, this was our tribute in a way to Kevin Conroy and honoring Batman in a really nice light. And um, the final thing I'll say on him is. Uh, I felt I feel very honored to love Batman as much as I do because of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that I have a unique perspective of life, um, as I know both of you do as well, because we we weren't like we were born into superhero culture almost. Yes. We, we never like found it organically. It was always just we were embedded with it. And for me, Kevin Conroy's Batman is one of the reasons that I thought things were so cool and why I didn't know why other people didn't like it as much as I did. Right. Because I just felt like it's something everybody should know and everybody should love. So um, he, he really is a part of who I am, and I have Kevin Conroy to thank for that. So um, – he will be severely missed from this world, but I hope that at least just talking about Batman in this light is enough to at least preserve his memory and keep him going like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, ben, thank you for joining us for this of one. Of course. We wouldn't have wanted to have thank anybody else on here for Great this job. one. Yeah, thank you and, very much um, you, you, of course, will be back. I feel like now that we've had you and Tyler individually, we'll have to have you as a pair again. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, boy. God. <laughs> yeah. we, we did an episode this week for uh, YAO and What's Going On, where we just combined oh, yeah, it into I did an see episode that, yep. for both of us. Oh, boy. It, it was a it disgusting was amount of chaos. So we'll have to bring that element back on here um but we will be um staying on schedule with our episodes matt and i have some things planned for future weeks yep and we should be doubling up on some stuff soon too hopefully and um life is less complicated for myself too so (laughs) i'll be able to get back in here more so on behalf of ben matt and myself do you even list